Welcome to Roll with Advantage. In D&D, when you roll with advantage, you get to roll two dice instead of one. So this week, you get two episodes instead of one. Enjoy! Content may not be appropriate for all audiences. Listener's discretion is advised. Hey there, this is Katie. This is one of our first couple episodes where we were still trying to figure out our flow and how we were going to do this, and it took us, like, a million years to come up with an outro line. That's true. So... <laughs> Be nice. I know it's awkward because we are awkward people, but we get the hang of it. It gets better, I promise. Plus, if you're looking for normal, you came to the wrong spot. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy! talking about the podcast where we don't know what we're talking about until you do i'm katie i'm decker and we are here to ask each other what the fuck are you talking about so a little bit about how this is going to work we've got six categories of topics and each of those are <laughs> <laughs> that's a stroke this is all staying in there <laughs> great um okay so this is how it's gonna work We've got six categories of topics, and the next episode's contents will be decided by the roll of some dice. Mm. Categories are true crime, paranormal, history and education, science, entertainment, and current events. We'll be using an eight-sided die, so if you roll a one, then you will roll a six-sided die for those same six categories, except whatever you talk about has to be local. So that means Idaho or states bordering Idaho. If you roll an eight, then you get to pick whatever you want. All right, so let's dig into it. Decker, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm, Well, I'm going to talk about something that's actually kind of near and dear to my heart that I feel like, huh? Blood? Mm, Not quite. (laughs) That stays in my heart. I don't think it'll be just nearby. It'll be within. (laughs) Um, But uh, I'm going to talk about, um, it's going to be another game. This is going to be a game that I honestly think virtually nobody has played that I played a ton of when I was a kid and it was it came on my Windows 95 computer back when you had to do like Windows and you had to do oh, yeah. action commands yep it's funny too because like I've been learning some like terminal command stuff on the computer and just immediately reminded me of this game that I used to play and I had to go through and do the commands just to get to the game and this is a game called Commander Keen now have you ever heard of Commander Keen I have not. You have not. Okay. Well, I this remember game. Go ahead. I had a Berenstein Bears game that I couldn't play because our computer wouldn't run it, but it came on legitimately like fifteen floppy disks. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Each one is two megabytes. Go go Basically. go. Basically, I mean, sorry. Continue. <laughs> no. Um. But this game, this game changed a lot of stuff that happened in the gaming community. Um, there is a certain meme that floats around based on this game, and that's hidden in code of other games. This game changed side-scrolling for computers, as, um, I'll go a little bit, like, a little bit of, like, history about it, just because it's really cool. 
But um, basically, computers back then, they couldn't do side-scrolling very well. It was always very slow and lagging. It made the game really floaty and not nearly as polished as like when you played on like a Super Nintendo or a Nintendo-like Mario, right? It would scroll really easily, whereas like this one had to constantly buffer because computers weren't built with game programming in mind. That was more like an additional thing that started happening over time. So um, other than that, Commander Keen. So Commander Keen is a game. Uh, I believe that came out on Windows 95 or Windows 98, and it was created by Apogee Games. Now, that's going to be more important later on, too, as it led, led to the development of id Software. Now, if you've never heard of id Software, id Software eventually created games like Doom, Quake, okay. Wolfenstein, right? They changed a lot of things with a lot of their innovations, pr primarily by John... Uh, Carmack. So he did a lot of the um, uh, things with um, what I think it's called. What was it called? It's called adaptive tile refresh, which is what allowed side scrolling things to happen. So, but not to go too in depth to the history of that. That innovation there led them eventually creating a game um, for Apogee Games called Commander Keen. And Commander Keen is the game uh, about an eight year old kid genius. Um, let me read, I want to try to get this verbatim because it's hilarious. It's about an eight-year-old kid genius named Billy Blaze. Now, oh boy. right now, that's a that's a great name <laughs> for your starting <laughs> character, Billy Blaze, who uh, he was in his backyard and he was building a intergalactic spaceship that's called what's it called the. Oh, shoot. It's called like, the Bean with Bacon Mega Rocket. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, um, and he creates this out of old soup cans with rubber cement and plastic tubing while his folks are out on the town. And when he puts on his brother's football helmet, he transforms into Commander Keen. So, right, basically imagine like this kid with like an oversized football helmet. Um, and uh, uh, this game came out in um, stints. Now, think of this as... Oh my gosh, I just realized this. Uh, this is like the first thing I could think of that may have technically been considered DLC. Oh. Like, and the only reason I say that, and like, I'm sure there's something older than that, but like, this is the only thing I can actively remember in my childhood that may have accomplished that is the game came out in demos. Originally, uh -huh. it came out in a demo, and you could play a couple levels, but once you got far enough, it would say, you know, thank you for playing this game so much, if you want to play the whole thing, you can mail in or call this collect oh toll-free number, right? For those <laughs> of you that never had to call toll-free numbers, that oh. was a thing. You would call in, and you'd purchase orders, and they'd mail them to you, right? You can't just get it like that. Um, so you'd play the game, and this game came in trilogies. Uh, the first set, you had episodes one, two, and three. Eventually, it came, uh, came to make um, four, five, and six, which is not a part of like the trilogy. It's like an additional game on top of that. Um, but yeah, so games one, two, and three. The first game is Marooned on Mars, because he actually takes off into space with his bean with bacon hyper rocket. And he lands oh, on Mars. Beautiful bean and oh, gosh, what is it? So he gets there. And he lands on what's called Vorticon 6, right? Right. Vorticon 6 with aliens that are planning on destroying him because he got there? That's literally it. Just because he got there. Um, and they want to, like, thwart his plans of, I guess, exploring space because eventually he comes to find out that they're going to try and destroy Earth. Right? So, of course, this boy genius here is not going to let that happen. So... 
The problem is, is he wants to go return, but they've taken four vital components from his rocket ship. Now, these are great because one of them's a joystick, right? And the, okay. the, there are games like you just have to buy a joystick. I remember playing an old Star Wars game and I had a like when I started up the game, it asked me to map out all my buttons. It required me to do that. So you had a joystick um, that he got from his brother. You have a, a car battery that he took from his mom's car. I don't know how he just, he just yanked out a car battery. This eight-year-old is just like, whoop, okay. And like the mom didn't notice. And then <laughs> a vacuum cleaner with carpet height adjustment, mind you. So that's a high quality vacuum cleaner back in the day. And the, the best part is the fuel because the vacuum is the propulsion. Right, <clears throat> joysticks the control. Uh, the car battery is, of course, making it work. And the last thing, which is hilarious, is the fuel, which is Everclear. <laughs> oh my god! From his dad's cabin. I never even noticed that. This I, is a child's game. This is a child's game. <laughs> <laughs> so I never noticed it because, like, even in the game, it shows like these X's over the bottle. So that's what he uses to fly to Mars is a car battery, soup cans, Everclear, <laughs> and a vacuum cleaner. Don't try this at home, kids. Right? I know. Like, this just sounds like a trip gone bad. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he gets to Mars and um, supposedly... He got to Mars or he got drunk and thought he was in Mars? Yes. <laughs> so, um, so he, he gets to Mars and so he finds out about this invasion. Apparently the invasion has to do with the Viking... Lunar landing, that or not lunar landing, the the one that landed on Mars. Um, I don't know the history behind that one. Oh my god! <laughs> but I was thinking like Vikings, actual, like like Vikings, they like actually pillaged the, the Vikings. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Do you not remember? I, no. Uh, okay, no, I am on board now. Welcome to drunk history. Where <laughs> so we're not even drunk. We're not even drunk. That um, Viking, but. Yeah, apparently, their side of the story is when uh, the Viking uh, landing tried to happen. Not actual Vikings. Yeah, I got that. Um, <laughs> supposedly, it landed on the King Vorticon Martian's head and, and killed him. him. Like it just said, it landed on his head. It didn't say he killed him, but apparently, that freed all of the the um, the nice aliens called the Yorps. And it also left the Gargs, the not-so-nice aliens, to go and, like, be evil and start building up to work with the Vorticons to go uh, attack Earth. Now, what's funny about this is, um, of course, if you complete the game, you get all the parts, you fly back to Earth. But as you're flying back to Earth, this is where Episode 2 would pick up, which is where now you have uh, Episode 2, uh, the Earth Explodes. Right. Right. So it went really dramatic. So you already like you got to Mars, and as soon as you get to Mars, now they're trying to blow up Earth. Guess you can't so, go home. Right. <laughs> you don't have to worry about being home late because he's not supposed to be out really late. But um, then he also sees the ship and he has to take down the ship. Right. So he goes in there. He goes and takes down the ship. Uh, your whole goal then, instead of collecting stuff, is trying to uh, go to different parts of the map and blow up like their um, fuel capacities and like centrifuges to make sure that the ship basically blows up itself right you're, you're trying to destroy the ship within before it blows up the planet if you so here's the other thing in the first game because i was i never actually played the first game i played off with the fourth episode but in the first game you die you just die and put in a high score the second game you die it's like space quest where if you <laughs> die it shows a horrible thing happening. like it shows a laser hitting earth and just blowing ah! up well, the funny thing is, it says you save two cities to which i'm like the whole earth's gone how do you save two cities <laughs> 
What? So, no, no, like, do they just like fly off into space? It's like, oh look, there goes Chicago. Guess I'll save that one. <laughs> it's like, fine. No, um, I think what it has to do with is so. I think I said his name wrong too. Was it? Did I say? Yeah, John Carmack. I was right. I thought it was McCormick there for a second. John Carmack, right? He. I remember watching an interview with him on Doom, and he explicitly stated he's like, games require a story, but it doesn't have to be good. It's kind of like porn, where you expect it to be one, but it's not the focus. <laughs> now, you, you'd argue these days that that has changed dramatically, but to be fair, like, Dune that was really successful, Quake that was really successful, um, like, other games like that, um, were very popular. They didn't need a story. Super Mario didn't need a story. You just played through. You knew there was a princess, but you didn't care about the story. Unless you read through the manuals, you didn't actually get the story. Uh-huh. So, to be fair, to be fair, he... Um, <laughs> to be fair... He wasn't quite wrong, but, you know, that just let, gave them more time to focus on the actual gameplay, which was pretty smooth. I mean, I'm playing it on a newer computer now, um, which is available on Steam. Five out of the eight games are available. Well, I think I remember playing Quake Live. Quake I, Live, okay. I think that's a free-to-play game. Uh, it might be, yeah. Or at least it was at the time. Possibly. I never played a lot of Quake. I mean, I definitely played... Commander Keen, Doom, and Chex Quest, which... Oh, oh my god, I've been thinking about Chex Quest Chex the whole time you've been saying this! Yeah, no, Chex Quest is literally like an exact... Oh, it's like a reskin of Doom. It is legit. I know! Oh. Nobody else knows of this game. Sorry, for all listeners over here, we literally just lost our minds. So Chex Quest, Chex Quest was a game that came in a box of Chex cereal. It sure did. It came and with AOL too. I played that game until it did not function. On the oh computer. Gosh, so good. Oh my god. The slimes, and they'd like, like, you'd get, instead of like Doom, where like you'd bleed and get all uh-huh. graphic and stuff, they reskinned it for kids, where like you just get covered in goo. Green goo. That's all I've it was. I've never met another person in my life that knows what that I'm talking about. That game was about. freaking hard. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was. I gave like the first three levels, and I was just like doomed. Huh, I, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> I played that game so much, and that's because when, when you were talking about Doom, I was like, God, I want to play Chex so Quest. I, let me do a, do a right now. She played as the checks man. I was my thought probably two minutes ago while you were talking was I should see if I can find this game. Like maybe someone has done an online version of it that will run on current computers. It uses the id engine. Oh my god! I, I thought because it's like almost an exact reskin. It uses the exact same id technology for checks quest that it did for Doom. Oh Jesus! That's why it's like it's like legit. Like here's I know. I mean, we're looking at pictures. Ah! Right now. Right? You remember those pictures? Oh, man. Oh, God, such the a, nostalgia. Such a great game. Okay. So, to get back on track, <laughs> <laughs> after that uh, nice segue. I love that game. Yeah. So, after you take down the ship, episode three kicks in, which is now you've destroyed their ship, and now your next goal is, I guess, to commit genocide because you want to destroy all of them on Mars. So, you oh. went from, you just got to Mars, like, and this is, like, in time, it hasn't even been a full day yet, you, you see Mars, you go back home, you see the ship, you stop the ship, and in that same day, you fly to Mars to go kill all of the Vorticons. That is episode three. And that episode's called, um, Keen Must Die. Oh. Yeah, because I guess there's an executor now where, like, you have to kill this eight-year-old kid, right? Now, of course, I, as a kid, I'm just like, this is a fun game. I didn't know that this story got that dark. I was just like, okay. Because here's the thing. The kid has uh, several weapons. I didn't even talk about these. He has a blaster. 
which I wasn't sure what it ever was at first. It reminded me of like, a, it was like an electric zapper gun. I always saw it at like the dollar store toy. I went, and always made all the different sounds. That's what I always thought it was. Because um, it's just always shooting out like this weird, like, um, like a, a squiggly kind of bolt every time mm -hmm. you shoot it. And then this other thing that's iconic is a pogo stick. Right? So he has two basic weapons. He has that and he has the pogo stick where you'd like jump around to get higher. Right? And so you'd use that to get to like special areas most of the time too because you'd have to like time it just right as you were moving because you can go pretty fast on that. So you'd do that to like clear like whole levels and different things like that. So then that one, you go to space, you try to go kill, kill all the Vorticons. And um, at the very end, you come to stop this evil Supreme Leader, which I haven't played through the third one. Supposedly it has to do with it's actually... Um, someone that was from Earth helped leading this invasion, I believe. And his name is Mortimer, I think. Right? Is that... I had Mortimer in here. Yeah, Mortimer McIntyre was the evil guy's name. And that start, And then um, after you do that, um, episode four kicks in, which is Goodbye Galaxy. And, and um, I believe it's called um, something of the Oracles, where this time... You're actually like basically leaving the Milky Way. You 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 create a new device, which is a faster than light radio. Now, for all of you listeners out there, if you don't know how technology works with radio waves, as far as I know, radio waves don't travel faster than light. So unless there's a like a new like Google. Uh, cable. A Google wave. A Google wave, right? <laughs> that just shoots off faster than light that you can pick up on radio. Yeah. I mean, to be... You to know, be fair. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's a kid's game, and again, like he says, like the story doesn't have to make sense, but I just I always find that intriguing. I'm like, a faster than light radio? Whoa, what does that mean? Like, I get new stations, <laughs> but um, yeah, so he gets this new signal, and it's distressing because he hears something about the Milky Way and Destroy. So he goes there, and he goes to um, basically foil this plan by rescuing these oracles. This is, I believe, the only time in Commander Keen where you have... I think I said that weird. Commander Keen, where um, you actually have to rescue people. Like, as you go through these levels, you're trying to save people. And once you find them, then it's like you completed the level. Because you can play through the level multiple times, but once you get the oracle, it's like you didn't. right? You accomplished the mission. And you're trying to get all eight of them. And you have to get all eight before the game actually is completed. Um... And then after you save them all, you're like, yay, the universe is all safe, except for it's not, because in episode five, then you have the one where it's, um, uh, let's see, I believe that's called, it's still part of Goodbye Galaxy, but it has to do with, um, uh, the apocalypse, where, like, now they've created this, like, Omega weapon that's meant to destroy the whole galaxy. This is a big weapon, then, because it destroys the whole Milky Way, right? <laughs> So a whole galaxy just gets obliterated. Um, but he flies in there. Of course, he fights it and goes to stop it. And that's the end of the normal line of Commander Keen. Now, a couple other games. There's Commander Keen 3.5, which is like Commander Keen Dreams. And it's where he's fighting fruits and vegetables. Because this kid, he complains at the end of episode one of him having to eat mashed potatoes. Which I love potatoes. I don't get how you can complain about mashed potatoes, but... You know, I also, if, like, I feel like if you're trying to be like, I need my child to eat vegetables, like mashed potatoes is not the way to go. <laughs> just like that's... No shepherd's pie, just sneak them in, they'll, they'll never know, and just cover it with gravy. Also, who mashed potatoes are great, shut up. They are amazing. <laughs> but 
So 3.5, he's fighting like tomatoes and apples and carrots <laughs> and a spear of asparagus that will try to like ram you to stab you. And um, yeah, so that's 3.5. Six is where he tries to go save his sister because apparently he has a baby sister. That's when connected by aliens and it's Commander Keen. Um, the aliens ate my sister. Reminds me of a game called Zombies Ain't My Neighbors, which if none of you've ever played, it is a golden gem that should always be played on the Super Nintendo. One of the hardest games that I have never beaten. Ever. Gotten really close, but never beaten it. Um, but then you have that one, and then you have another one, which was a completely new game made for the Game Boy Advanced. Nothing... I mean, it was close in terms of some of the physique. The colors were wrong in Commander Keen. He still had the pogo stick. But how you fought and the enemies in the worlds had, like, they had the same enemies that belonged to worlds that didn't make any sense. So it's considered, like, basically, like, a sad ripoff that just completely fell short at this point, a lot of people. Um, but, I mean, that's the storyline in terms of Commander Keen. The reason why I really loved it was, that, so the the troll thing that people tend to talk about with games is there's this let me go through the character list and then i'll tell you what that that meme is so we have characters and to be to make this more fun i basically created alternative names for these characters just to have it make more sense because you have the yorks which are nice the gargs which are not so nice right that's from the first episode the robots which are mixed um the vorticons which are evil they're basically like the best way to describe them and i can show you the pictures here they look like if Blue's Clues became a werewolf. <laughs> so, <laughs> those are the Vorticons. And they have a clapper, which that is, is like an a seashell. accurate description. Right? Yep. And, then, and that's just like a seashell. Like legit a seashell. Um, so there's those ones. And Commander King 2, you have the Vorticon still, the Vorticon Warrior, um, a robot, a young Vorticon, which is just Blue's Clues. And then you have a scrub, to which I said new halo player <laughs> so because the scrub here is it doesn't hurt you at all it just walks around <laughs> right now i feel like the scrub keeps evolving because when we get to commander king 3 we have a foob which is just basically a squishable fuzzy a Vorta ninja because ninjas they're cool for kids they're dangerous um you have the young vorticon you have the jack ball right which is basically like it when the um when the scrub gets a name right uh you have a Meep, which is the worst alarm clock ever because it kills you through sound. Um, a Vortimom, which they're just supposedly really hard to fight. A Jack, which is like sharp Legos. When I say Jack, I mean like actual Jacks. Like the game Jacks, okay. Yeah, like an actual Jack is an enemy in this game, right there. <laughs> so you have that, and then... When you get to four, we have a whole bunch of new ones. We have a Berkeloid, which is, I just call him Johnny Storm, because he's just on fire. Let's see. There it is, right there. This oh, is Berkeloid yeah. right here, right? It's you like have this one mouth, which is, reminds me of like tremors. <laughs> um, this is the council member, right? So this is, this is my princess in another castle. Um, a mad mushroom, uh, a sprite, a poison slug. This guy is the meme, though, the dope fish. <laughs> He is a complete, utter, he's like a doof, legitimately. He has, his eyes go cattywampus while he's swimming around. He has big old buck teeth and he's like green. And the reason why I say he's the meme is in a lot of games, they will put him in hidden Easter egg areas, like whether it's like in Doom or like in, I think he was in, uh, not Mad Max. He was in a game. 
uh, I forget it, but he, he, he was superimposed onto a lot of different graphics within games. And so a lot of other shooters, they'll just have like this dope fish. And they'll be like, the dope fish lives. I think he was also in Quake at some point too. But then again, the same people that made Commander Keen made Quake. Um, and then you have the Bounder, which is now just a bouncing ball. Uh, a Sky Pest, which is the legitimate name for flies. Um, yeah, then you also have this Princess Lindsay, who... I don't understand why there's just a random princess in space. Like, a random human princess just shows up out of nowhere to give you clues. Kidnap. It doesn't explain it in the lore. No, no, she's not in trouble. She's just there to help... Kidnap. She, she <laughs> is your help guide, so to speak. Um... And then the last thing is you have other things that are just basically like electric enemies. Uh, let's see. Like, what were some fun ones? Like, I called one a, oh yeah, a spindrid, which is basically like, it's like a weird diamond, like kind of dreidel. It kind of like spins around and bounces around. Um, the slice star is legit like a Windows screensaver. It's like, it's a snowflake that just, you know how, or like when DirecTV, when you weren't doing anything, it would sometimes like go to like a sleep screen and you have the DirecTV logo that just bounce around. That's all it does on your screen. It just bounces around like that. Uh-huh. Right? And so it's just doing that the whole time. And then you have a gold plat, which is a dog without a torso. What? Right? Like, isn't that the best? It, it literally looks like, it looks like a dog's head on, on legs. legs. That's fucking weird. Right. I think the cutest one out of them all that will still kill you is called the, the Shocksend. It is an electrical dachshund. Oh! Right? I know. It's like, oh, it's a cute way to die. I'll accept that. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, um, things that this game started in particular, because when John Carmack was working on this with this whole team, because he was the lead programmer and he still is, I think, for id, um, Based on him creating this uh, tile, the adaptive tile refresh thing, and he was doing this while working for other employers, and he was using company equipment that, like, technically, like, work on stuff at home. Because technically, <coughs> if you're if you create a new thing while working for a company, it goes underneath that company, right, as intellectual mm-hmm. property. So they were working on this in private using the company facilities, and then eventually another software reached out to him. This would have been the um, what I say. Apogee. Apogee, they weren't actually working for Apogee at the time. They reached out to them, asked them to create a game. Then they created Commander Keen. And based on the success for that, they eventually um, created um, id Software, which is based off of Ideas from the Deep, was what they wanted to call it. And then they just called it id for short, because they felt like it was too wordy. And it's also great because it's based, they also slightly based off of Sigmund Freud's uh, three things, right? Ego, superego, and id. Mm-hmm. Right? So it could go into like, like uh, compulsory desires. Um, yeah, and that also leads to, like, common ports and emulators, because if we didn't have this, there are a lot of old games that we probably couldn't run on the computers currently. Because, I mean, yeah, we have graphics cards, but technically, um, those PCs back then were not meant to be played in this capacity. They had Solitaire. <laughs> yes, they had Solitaire, Minesweeper. Oh, man, Minesweeper was a great one. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was kind of what I wanted to talk about today. I just thought it was... It was a fun game that I really enjoyed. It was a little uh, kind of goofy, especially the whole fact that he uses alcohol, his dad's alcohol yeah. to fly. I thought it was really funny, like really looking back into it. It's also still hard as hell. Mm-hmm. I, I, I played it today for four hours, and I got through the first game, and I barely got into the second one. Because I, I just died a lot. 
So you don't have any you don't have any health bars. You literally just get hit and you just and you die. die. Yeah. Oh god. And you have to restart the whole level. There's no checkpoints, there's no nothing. So game's tough. But I think I may have found some places that you can download check quest. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, and speaking of which, again, you guys can get this on Steam. It's only five bucks. So it's literally a dollar oh, per cheap. game. When this game first came out, like so you played the demos and you wanted to purchase it, it was fifteen dollars per episode. These games last about an hour and a half long. Right? So it's $15 mm-hmm. per episode, or you can pay 30 for the whole trilogy. But you have to do that twice, right? Because then you have four or five, and then you have yeah. a six, and then a weird reboot, and a one in between. But yeah, pretty pretty crazy game. I always like bringing up things I feel like people don't know about, because it's kind of like a hidden gem. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was it. That was my fun little entertainment thing. <laughs> Well, I did not have a fun little entertainment piece. So. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad we let off with that. Here, here at WZF, we like to make you feel really good before we make you feel like real shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Katie, WZF, what are you talking about today? All right, so I rolled True Crime, and mm. I could talk about serial killers all day long, like forever. Murders. So we're getting a serial killer then? No. I was like, I should do something different. So instead, I'm going to talk about a kidnapping. Oh. Well, maybe they just <laughs> flew off to Mars. Maybe that's where they went. <laughs> they took the battery from they the, took the, battery car, from the, the car. car. <laughs> um, so I am going to talk about the kidnapping of Colleen Stan. Now, how are you familiar with this? No. So they actually made a movie about this. It's called The Girl in the Box. Nope. All right. So, it's good, because I know nothing. <laughs> uh, buckle up, because this is nuts. Um, and it's... It really makes you remember that, like, humans can be a piece of shit. Um, mm. But also that humans can overcome a lot. So That's good. So there's uh, a silver lining. Kind of. If you look for it, there can be one. Okay. All right, so Colleen Stan was born in Eugene, Oregon in 1956. Um, She was, let's see, so inciting incident happens in 1977. May 19th, 1977, Colleen is 20 years old. She is hitchhiking from Eugene to Northern California. She's going to a friend's house for a birthday party. I'm going to continue saying, do not hitchhike anywhere. Stop. What? Hitchhiking for a birthday? Like, did she, she was have a hitch- car? I guess not. She was hitchhiking to get from Eugene to Northern California. How, how old was she at this time? 20. Okay. So, especially like in the 70s, early 80s, there was a lot of people that were hitchhiking and dying. Mm-hmm. Did um, it have to do with, like, um, people like trying to be like more like natural so to speak and like walking everywhere or like i don't, I don't, I don't so. say hippies but i don't think so okay um but i mean like ed kemper he was picking up people that were hitchhiking there were a, lo- a lot of people picked up people that were hitchhiking and then killed them or did you know other nefarious purposes um okay do not hitchhike this is your do PS- not this is your psa um so okay she's hitchhiking to northern california she, uh, car stops for her. This has Cameron Hooker and his wife, Janice Hooker, and their child. Uh, it's a baby. It's a little infant baby. 
So she feels like, oh, well, it's probably okay. This guy has his wife and his kid. Like, I'll be fine. Right, because you, you'd assume that someone with a family would mm-hmm. hopefully be safe. Mm-hmm. Which is your natural assumption. So she gets in the car. They're driving. They stop at a gas station. She says that she had just, like, a voice that told her that was, like... Um, so she went to the bathroom, and this voice was, like... You need a bail? Yeah, the, it said, a voice told me to run and jump out the window and never look back. But she talked herself out of it. She was like, no, it's fine, like... I'm overthinking. He's got his wife and kid. I'm just worried. It's it's cool. So she goes back to the car. So they've been driving for about an hour and a half, and they are on a just like an empty stretch of road. Um, it's an isolated area. Cameron stops the car. They pull over. He puts a knife to her throat. Um, says that if he if she does not agree to be their sex slave, he will kill her. Their sex slave. He is, or okay. she he. Puts a gag in her mouth, uh, ties her up, and puts a box over her head. This box had been specially designed to not let in very much air, uh, it, to not let in light or like outside sounds. So this was not like a, hey, we're out, look at this person, let's do this thing. This was like a... Premeditated, uh-huh, looking um, for... Which goes into my next bit. Before this, Cameron and Janice had reached an agreement that Cameron was allowed to capture a slave to take Janice's place in the bondage acts that Cameron wanted to continue doing. I mean, that's only fair, right? I, I mean, if I want to do bondage and they don't, then I guess we have to find someone else. I mean... Ugh. Jeez, that's horrible. Okay. Yeah. Um, per this agreement, there was to be no penetrative sex. Um, so... Colleen, who has a a knife to her throat, is being told that if she does not agree to this, they will kill her, agrees. They make her sign a contract, signing her life into slavery, which there's no fucking way that can be binding. Right, I mean, like, if you (laughs) took that to court, there's no... What are you going to do, take that to a notary? Like, could you notarize this? Can you notarize my human? Bill of slavery for... (laughs) So, she's terrified she's sure that she's gonna die um so the first night of her kidnapping they string her up by her hands so think like like the letter x okay like that's how her hands are like that so they string her up by her hands to the ceiling cameron physically attacks her and punching her it didn't say just attacks her while she is tied up helpless okay um and she is left hanging there and blindfolded while Cameron and Janice have sex underneath her. So that's nice. Okay. Uh Sorry, just continue. So (laughs) they take her back to their house and they keep her, her, so her head is in a box. Then they put her in another box and they keep this box under their waterbed. So she is in a box, in a box, in a box, basically, because like a waterbed frame is just a box to hold a bag of water, basically. Um, so the first she still has this box on her yes. head in a box inside of another box. Yes. Yeah, so the first box that okay. she was in, she sat up in. So she was chained up and she sat up in the box. He later moved her to a, a box that was more coffin like. So go to the drive. 
Go to the drive. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> I have, Sorry. I have visual, visual aids. I'm like, I'm going to the drive in my mind. <laughs> we are going to access this information. Okay, I'm in the drive. I'm in the true crime. All right. So open body. Body. And then open that picture. Okay. So we've got a little picture here of what it looks like. So it's, it, it's a coffin-shaped oh. box that's really just is. barely big enough for a human in another bigger box. I'd prefer a sleep number bed if I, I if I could. Because <laughs> this person who's laying down there, they kind of look like they're just like. I mean, realize. I mean, this is like a reenactment. I know it's reenactment. Those, yeah. I'm fairly certain those are the boxes, or at it, least that's one of the boxes. It looks like it's maybe like max two feet tall. Yeah, it's not. So she couldn't even like move her hands if she wanted. She basically no. have to be straight the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. So, she is kept in this box for twenty three hours a day. Okay. Under the bed. 23 hours. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's Cam- get to it. Cameron had her convinced. So he convinced Colleen that he was a member of this organization called The Company. And it was super powerful. Um, and he told her that if she tried to escape, she would be captured, physically tortured, and her family would be harmed. Which I assume probably means that they said if you try to, like, he was like, if you try to escape, they will find you, they will hurt you, and they will kill everyone you love. Right. That's how I imagined that going down. Uh, Cameron also kind of had this thing for this book written in 1954. It was a French erotic novel called The Story of O. And he wanted her, uh, Colleen, to be like this character in this Sorry. book called O. So he would refer to her as K, which her name does not have a K in it anywhere. Colleen is spelled with a C. So that's... It's not like fancy Colleen. That's rude. Um... I mean, aside from, you know, like, kidnapping someone and right, them, I mean... like, torturing them, like, that's just further demeaning her by not calling her by her name. Okay. Um, and right, she, dehumanizing. Yeah. She had to call him master, but she was not allowed to speak without permission. Mm. So okay. the character that he wanted her to be like this from the story of O. So the story of O is a novel about female submission. O is taught that she has to be available at all times for any type of sex. Uh, like, just... Uh, I've lost my train of thought. Because um, I wrote this in a way that grammatically doesn't make any sense. Um, Luckily, there's no grammar with my words. <laughs> she has to be available for all types of sex at any time. She is, And she's offering herself to any man that belongs to the same secret society that she belongs to. She's regularly stripped, blindfolded, chained, and whipped, among other things. This is an erotic novel? Uh-huh. She serves a cruel master, but falls in love with him. And I then... Mean, there is a way to have that happen. It's called... What was it called? Stockholm Syndrome? Right? Yes, which I was going to talk about, because it's a thing that is, that is in, that's in this. Um, oh, joy. So she serves a cruel master, but falls in love with him, and helps him to lure other women to become slaves to the secret society, pretty much. So that's TLDR, story of O. Shitty. Um, so he wants Colleen to be like this character, O. So he starts raping her. This mainly consists of oral rape, because he didn't want to have vaginal, vaginal sex with her, because that would break his agreement with his wife. Well, the agreement was penetration, right? Some might argue. It, Sorry. So, to get around this, <laughs> didn't get so he, didn't, he didn't feel like he was breaking any rules. He vaginally and anally raped her with objects. Because according to him, that doesn't breach his agreement. 
Because he... Is a piece of shit. Right. Yep. So the Hooker family moved to a mobile home. So they were living in Red Bluff, which is where they moved to. They just moved to a mobile home. They take Colleen, and they're still keeping her under the bed. Okay. In 1978, Janice gave birth to her second child on the bed on top of Colleen. You know, it just brought back a really good point. What's been happening with the other kiddo this whole time? It's just living its life. I don't, I didn't see. It's not involved whatsoever? I didn't see anywhere where they had any knowledge that this was happening at this point. Um, Because they were a baby when it first started. I mean, yeah, in 1977 they were a baby, so in 1978, still a baby. Um, Man. Totally so, twisted. yeah. So Cameron reinforces, and I say reinforce with air quotes, because by reinforce, I mean physically torture. Uh, he reinforces the presence of the company. So he is constantly telling her that if you try to escape, the company will find you. Right, trying to just make her... So she's, some... she's terrified. Yeah. And to avoid painful punishment and torture, she complies with what Cameron orders her to do. So this eventually leads to her being able to go outside jogging. How long has this been happening at this point? At this point... A year? Yeah, at least a year or two. Um, So right now we are in somewhere in between 1977 and 1981. Okay. So she's allowed to go out jogging. She's allowed to work in the yard. And she starts to be a caretaker for the family's children. She didn't make any attempts to escape during this because she's so terrified of the company. Um, In 1981, she is allowed to visit her family. Um, So she goes to visit her family, but she doesn't say anything about what's been going on because she's so scared of the consequences. Like, what's going to happen to her? What's going to happen to her family? That's almost like more breaking to like, like you show them Mm -hmm. their freedom, but they can't actively take it. Her family thought that she had joined a cult because Fair. she showed up after no one being no one hearing from her. She has no money and she, her clothes are all homemade. So they think that she's joined a cult. They're terrified that if they try to like pressure her to leave, she'll that she'll out. be gone forever. So they don't say anything either. Um, so she's there. The next day, Cameron comes and she introduces them to Cameron as her boyfriend and they take a, a picture of the pair Serious of them. To their life. They take a picture of the pair of them, and they're both smiling, because Colleen is so happy to have seen her family. So it looks like a picture of a happy couple. Right. Um, and I was going to put a, put that picture in the drive, but I forgot. Um, Probably the picture was right behind me still. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after this, okay. Cameron Hooker was afraid that he'd given his slave too much freedom so when they get back to Red Bluff after this trip to her family in the mobile home, he locks her under the bed again for 23 hours a day. She has a bedpan that she has to kick under herself with her feet to use. Right, I was going to ask how that would even work. So she's basically, she lives in her own filth. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way you're doing that cleanly for yeah, 23 no. hours out of the day. No. Especially with her not being on the move. I mean, she, I know she can go jogging now, but she probably had a lot of... No, now, now she is back to being under the bed 23 hours a day. Um, they told the children that she had been caring for that she went home. So they didn't know that she was still in the house. So the kids went asked. So he, he only brought her out for one hour at night 
where he would feed her cold scraps. That was not, you know, not oh, very cold much. Cold scraps, you know. It's and, like leftovers. And he would torture and rape her. And then she'd go back in the box. Um, this box, uh, when she was in the box, she was not allowed to make any noise and she had to lay still. That's 23 hours at a time. And this box is dark. There is poor ventilation. This is California. At times, the box would be over 100 degrees. Especially, yeah, I was surprised she wasn't getting, like, in advance, like, heat struck uh-huh. before. She probably did. Uh, in 1983, Colleen was reintroduced to the kids and the neighbors, and she was allowed to get a job outside of the home, so she worked as a maid in a motel. Cameron wanted Colleen to become his second wife, but this was, this was like the turning point for Janice, where she was like, mm, too far. Oh, Janice, now um, it's too much. Well, hold on, hold on. I, like, I want to be mad at Janice, I really do, but I think she's also a victim in this as well. Like, I she's would definitely, so, but... She's definitely complicit, and a lot of things happened that she had the power to stop, but I think, I, there, like, there's more. So, okay. by August 1984, Janice, who was kind of, like, struggling with everything that was happening, went to Colleen and told her that Cameron was not a member of the company, but that she maintained that the company does exist, but Cameron's not a member. She confessed that since their very first date, Cameron had been torturing and brainwashing her, and so she'd been surviving through the relationship with denial and car- compartmentalizing. Um, so after she tells... Colleen, that there's no such, like, there is a company, but Cameron is not a part of it. She goes to the bus station, calls Cameron, says she's leaving him, to which Cameron responds by bursting into tears, and then takes Colleen home. When you say home... Like, to her family in Eugene. Okay. Uh, well, I've seen some places where it says that, like, she takes Colleen home. I've seen other places where, like, she took Colleen to the bus station. Either way, Colleen gets, gets to home. go home. Um, so Colleen goes home, and she does not call the police. So this is kind of where we're getting into the Stockholm Syndrome. Because, um, like, she's at any, like, there's so little affection shown to her that at any, any the little bit... Amount. Uh huh, and like what's happening is so horrible that you're trying to rationalize and remove. Like he really just how cares could this be about happening? Me. Yeah, you're trying to make sense of everything, but also trying to protect yourself. And Stockholm syndrome is a weird thing, and that could be a whole its whole whole, whole next time whole own segment. So I want to leave that for a time when I can actually like do it justice. Um, <sighs> okay. So she goes home, doesn't tell the police or anybody about what happened. But she continues to call Cameron regularly at the request of Janice to, I'm not using air quotes, to give him a chance to reform. So she's calling him regularly. Um, Three months later, Janice reports Cameron to the Red Bluff Police Department for kidnap, torture, and the murder of Marie Spanheck. But since they didn't have physical evidence, they weren't able to find a body or anything, there was never a murder charge brought. At Cameron's trial in 1985, Janice testified against him in exchange for complete immunity. He was sentenced to consecutive terms for sexual assault, kidnapping, and using a knife in the process for a total of 104 years in prison. 
He was not eligible for parole until 2023, but the California Elder Elderly Parole Program moved it up seven years to 2015. His request was denied. He will be eligible for another hearing again in 2022. So, so those of you not in the room, I just I watched to apparently see what date it was. He's still alive. <laughs> okay. Um, 2022, though, should, two years. He should never be let out. No. And he... Mm-hmm. Um, Garbage. Yeah. So Colleen went on to get an accounting degree. She got married. Um, I saw some some things that, like, she'd been married a couple of times, so she's just, like, out living her life. She has a child. She's working with organizations that help abused women. Um, so she's... That's good. She's doing her life. They're making a movie. I think they've... Well, let me rephrase that. They've made a movie called The Girl in the Box about right. her experience. Both she and Janice have changed their last name and currently live in California. To avoid harassment. Or but they are not communicating with each other. Freaks. Which makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah she said that to, like, her method for keeping her sanity while she was going through this ordeal was that she would focus on happy memories with her friends and her family and she would just do whatever mm-hmm. she could. To So I read something that she said about not letting her mind be a prisoner even though she was. So she was trying to live... So she'd escape... She was trying memories. to live outside of her situation. Mm. Um, yeah, so go back to the drive. And go back to the, the main folder where... Or just go back one folder. Yeah, head. So right, open... Open the one to the right. So right now, we're looking at a picture of the head box... That's Which, the box? Yes. That was huge. It is a huge box. It's held together. How did nobody see us driving on the road? I don't know. Um, it's held together with like duct tape on several sides over like the joins. And it looks horrific. Yeah, it does. So now go back to the other picture. Okay. We'll have to find, we'll have to make a blog or something where we can put these. We can probably link some description or something like yeah. that too. So that's the inside of the box. It's got this like weird like oogie boogie assortment looking bit of fabric in there that looks like it would absolutely suffocate you. Right. Like, or insulate a lot of heat so you get really hot, you put it lightheaded. It looks like a middle, medieval torture device. Yeah, it really does. It's terrible. So there's, that's... There's not even any padding around the neck, so no. you could even, like, be cutting, like... No, like, when it's closed, it's a giant, like, a big box with just a circle at the bottom. Yeah. Like, so this was on her head, she was in the box, and then the box was in another box... Thanks, Google Drive. I would love to add a comment to this. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? Yes. Man. So that's the kidnapping of Colleen Stan. Do not hitchhike. Holy fuck. Yeah. That's horrible. Uh-huh. Like. <sighs> but it's also, I think, really cool that you hear, like, when you hear about things, usually it ends up with them dying. Right. But she survived, and she's gone on with her life, and she's doing stuff. So, yeah. Just. Don't be a kidnapping torture. That was asshole. a tough one. That makes me want to build my own soup can rocket and just go fly <laughs> off into space. Bacon with beans, or ba- beans with it, it, bacon. Bean. Singular bean with bacon. With bacon. <laughs> one bean with yeah. one bacon. Man. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's... That was another one. I'm yep. glad. I'm glad. I. I'm glad mine was a little bit more uh, lighthearted. <laughs> Whew. This one feels like. 
Well, this one's nicer too. It was also a little bit of a. It was shorter than our last one. Because yeah. that one was long. For those of you that listened to well, the whole thing, thank you. And also, to be fair, <laughs> you liked it, to be fair, I, there was a lot going on with World War Two. Yes. So there was a lot to talk about. Mm. And I was like, oh, I mean, this only takes place over two days. It'll be fine. No, no, nope. nope, a lot <laughs> happened over two days. This is going to be your new lecture class. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, then in that case, I'm not sure if I have any questions. Yeah. I mean. It's just, it's crazy. It, that's all it is. Because I, I can't, I, mm-hmm. I don't really have any questions. Just. And that's why, like, I, I want to be mad at Janice. Because she had power to stop this, especially since it's like, she got him to make this agreement to be like, oh, well, you can just go find a slave. It's fine. Right. But well, also, like, she like, like she was in her own, like, Stockholm I, I Syndrome. I feel bad for as a victim. I, I'm also, like, in a weird place, too, where it's like, think of, sometimes, like, to make us stay on the gruesome track, like, someone who was raped, who, who also rapes as well, mm-hmm. right? Part of me, like, I feel bad for you as a victim, but also... But you've also like, committed you also a crime. A, like, a horrible thing. Uh, uh, yeah, so, so, like, part of it is, like, I get it, I understand, but you also... You also want to survive, but... You also played a part in this. Yeah. And, like, you need to answer for your actions. How are the kids and, so, doing? I mean, not... not I didn't not, see anything um, anywhere about them. But, like, like Janice's kids, like, they're... Like, I have no idea. Them, or... I don't know. But hope so. I didn't see anywhere that... Talked about that. I'm so since. Oh, I hope he had no daughters. Since this was seventy-seven to eighty-three or eighty-four, um, so she she was basically kept in boxes under a bed for seven years. Um, since this happened when they were young, I mean, the oldest couldn't have been younger than. Or like it could have been older. Than or 10. older than yeah. Right. It was probably been... like seven or eight yeah. at the time of the trial. So. Uh, probably like eight or nine at the time of the trial. So most likely what happened is they either A, went with Janice, or B, they were put in protective custody. Like, it baffles me, too. Like, I understand... Pardon me, understand the doesn't understand. Like, baffles me, like, too. Like, she had freedoms to get out. And like, I know she had been so brainwashed. But, like, even, like, to get her, like, an- another job, right? Working out and about. Mm-hmm. Being reintroduced to neighbors, right? Um, I'm sure the neighbors didn't think anything of it. Well, I mean, that's that's Stockholm Syndrome. And that's also, like, that shows how terrified she was of the company, yeah. whatever that was. I feel like I've heard that name before. Because, I, mean, I mean, it's the, vague enough. It's, so like, the, it's like the organization. The company has the been mentioned in a lot of, like, pop culture references. So it showed up on, like, Criminal Minds and, like, other shows probably, like yeah. that where it's, it's played into similar stories of mm. some sort of ominous organization that's orchestrating some sort of things. Uh, clandestine yeah. kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, that's crazy. And that's also, like, if if Janine had been being tortured for so long, why didn't she leave either? Janine? Janine. Janice. I know you The fuck is Janine? Well, Janice so it's, and... It's, it's right. a weird situation. It's where like, why does anyone stay in any abusive relationship? Yeah, it's really easy to say, well, like, why didn't you leave? Well, there's lots of reasons why... I mean, yeah. Stockholm Syndrome is a thing. Also, people that leave listen. abusive relationships are more likely to be killed. Like, the, the statistic is ridiculously... Is it by the actual person or just by... Yeah. They just... The yeah, by the person that they left. By their abuser. So it's like, yeah, they left. Oh, no, they've been... Like, no, I can, I can see that. Yeah. So it's, Man. like, it's really easy to say, like, well, why'd you stay? Well, 
There's lots of reasons. At least, I, it sounds like life has gotten better for her, and even though Janice is kind mm-hmm. of, in my book, a scumbag, it sounds like, I'd, I'd hope that... I, I mean, know. she was definitely complicit like, with all of this, but it sounds like she was trying to fight through her own right. I hope, like, stuff as well. I hope like, to, like, redeem herself, you know what I mean? I like, mean, she's definitely, like, her and Colleen aren't talking on the phone, so... I wouldn't imagine why yeah. it would be pen pals. No, no, no. so it like, sounds like they've moved on with their life. Okay. At least a little bit. And hopefully that guy never gets out of prison and rots and dies of something terrible. Yeah, I agree with that. I have the <laughs> consensus that anyone who's, you know, I, I don't, there's not even a word for it. Because monster's not enough. Mm-hmm. Well, just to, just scum isn't to enough. make her sign a contract. Right. Like, that's... It's like, haha, you have now done this it, thing. Yeah, it's like arrogant. I have you now. And I mean, of course she signed it because she's terrified. If, if I do what they say, maybe I'll get out of this alive. Which right. really, if she had, if she had um, resisted, who knows what would have happened. Like he could have killed oh, her yeah. right then and there. Mm-hmm. He had a knife right up to her throat. Because I mean, this, he probably did kill this other woman. And it's hard for other people to know that something weird is going on because it's not like there was a missing persons report filed because her family thought that she joined a cult. Which was a very real thing going on in the 70s. Right. I'm just, I'm so surprised that they never even fired a, filed a missing persons or even like a PI. Right? Like someone to, can you tell us and see what's going on? Like, I would, I would feel like, I would well, hope I also, my family members would do something. Well, but also, if she's just hitchhiking to a, a party in California, she probably travels a lot. So it's probably not out of the ordinary for her to be gone for a while. But I mean, like, for two or three years? Well, they thought that she had joined a cult. Yeah. I mean, if, if you were involved in something like that and you found out that someone had sent someone else to follow you, are you going to go back to that? No, right. you're going to end up, like, more deeply embroiled in your cult and never leave. Yeah, I guess. I would imagine. Hopefully that PI is going to be like, Hi, I'm a private investigator, and I'd like <laughs> to know more about you. <laughs> He's got a shirt. Oh, you've kidnapped someone? Let's talk about this. Okay, so... So, yeah, that was heavy. That was pretty heavy. Yeah. Go play Chex Quest. Chex Quest is great. <laughs> Man, what a great game. All right, so let's roll for yeah. Let's uh, let's just episode. roll with it. So what are we? Let's see. What dice do I want to do today? Do you already have yours picked out? I think I saw you. I do. Those. So I have. Let's see. These are the boogeyman dice from Kraken. Ooh. Oh man, I missed a good one. One of my electric uh, the the electric enemies in episode five. I called him Electric Boogaloo Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. All right. Missed opportunity. I got a seven. Oh, so I'm going to be talking about current events. Ooh, yay. Okay, not a six or a seven. Let's go for something new or not. I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, here we go. Seven. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why? <laughs> my life. Let's have you re-roll so we're not. Okay. I feel like yeah, I'm... so we're not doing the same thing, and that feels fair. I know. I feel so bad. I'm like, yeah. hey, I guess what I'm talking about. Oh, so well. All right. There we go. Oh, oh, it's no. gone. Jumanji rules. What does it say? It's a three. It's a three. It's a three. What did I get? Sa- history. History? Paranormal. Paranormal. Okay. Cool. Perfect. All right. Then I can go for the spookies. 
Or maybe not so spooky. Maybe there's like a friendly. I mean, there's there's lots of things that that in company in companies encompasses. So you've got lots Paranormal. of options Ooh. that are you know not entertainment and current events. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta. I'm gonna have to dig deep on that one. It's been a while since I looked into paranormal stuff. We're gonna have to get a dice tower or something so you stop rolling sixes and sevens or seven. Yeah, sixes and sevens. It's a gift. You know, it's funny. I always roll ones normally. This is so weird. <laughs> I'm just glad I didn't critically fail there, but okay. So paranormal for me and current events. Maybe this time I can talk about something happy. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope, right? Because I think the rule for current events for us is within, like within a month. month. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, if that's the case. Well, let me rephrase that. Within a month of us recording this, because there will be right, a delay yeah. between when these are released. Because yeah, hi. <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. Then. All right. Now thank, what? Thank you for listening. If you would like to reach us, tell us a story, uh, anything, you can send us an email at wtf.podcast.mail at gmail.com. If you're wondering why we had to pick that, it's because <laughs> WTF is a very mm, popular Apparently. phrase. Apparently. phrase. Okay. I mean, also, it just says what it is. It's the podcast mail. So That's true. Yeah. I, oh, cool. We don't need to explain email. You know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So until next time, keep asking what the fuck. All right. Bye. Bye. If you've got something to say, you can find us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash WTF pod. You can email us at wtf.podcast.mail at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WTFAYTA podcast. That's W-T-F-A-Y-T-A, -A, that's our acronym, podcast. Our music is by Decker Hinckley, and our artwork is by Kirby Morfitt. Welcome, listeners, to What the Fuck Are You Talking About? The podcast where we don't know what we're talking about until you do. I'm Katie. <laughs> I'm Decker. Did I, did I say something weird? No, it's like, we don't know what we're talking about until you do. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I've said the last two times. Have you? Okay, my brain like, took that. Have you not been listening? <laughs> no, my brain took that as like, I don't know what I'm talking about until they do. I mean, sort of. I know. I, I know what you're going for. It's just my brain took that totally out of context. That's a fight. This is a great intro. <laughs> Let me try that again. <laughs>